review episode 30. This is the sixth, sixth time I've tried to record the intro today. Um, and I keep cutting it off because I think I feel some kind of pressure to reflect upon having um, done thir- being on episode 30 and I've and it's just a this big loud number at least I, I find it to be kind of a slight milestone and I feel the need to say something about it perhaps what I've learned or where I'm at right now um, but every time I tried I kind of just um, got frustrated or something and cut it and, and started again so do I really have anything to say about where I'm at right now at episode 30 what I've learned no <laughs> I'm it doesn't matter it's great but it's just it's it's just an illusion of of progress um or something who cares just keep recording um keep the habit up and uh whatever comes of it is irrelevant i think it's more important to be in the process of of doing the thing and for me that is writing a small poem each day and then reading it here on the podcast the week the week's review of all of those poems i wrote on this podcast reflecting upon them and then moving on to the next week there's a lot to be said for what it means to finish something and then to move on to the next thing um i if i if i remember correctly i talked about this at length last episode um so I'm trying to say as little as possible about the show as a as a whole and what I think of it because it's just kind of a it's a trap. It's a it's a hole a black hole to fall into. Um so otherwise I think the only thing to catch up on is that I've spent um a, quite a bit of time i think two straight days um trying to break the story for the idiot tree so that i could um really figure out how i'm going to turn it into a cartoon um and it's at, when i first started digging into it um i think on uh i don't remember thursday morning um 
it's it seemed very hopeless i was at one of these points from like maybe the truth is there's actually nothing here and i won't be able to do it and then by the end of the day all i did all day on thursday was literally journal about that story and and how it's going to go uh, the beginning, the middle and the end and everything in between, just going over it again and again and again, trying to make sure the structure was, was enough to hold, to hold the thing up. And at some point on, I kept going through Friday and at some point on Friday afternoon, I, I feel like I looked up and I was like, okay, I think I think it's starting to work. I hadn't actually written any new dialogue, any any new actual prose. It was just outlining, 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 and uh, building out the foundation, right? That's important when it comes to those, um, to making those, to making a narrative, a real narrative story. Um, so that's exciting. That has most of my attention now and I'll continue with it this week. Um, and I don't know when it will be finished, but, um, the, the, the wheels are in motion. And really the question I'm asking myself with that project is one that's deeply personal. Um, and, and it has something to do with okay, you have a baby on the way. What are you going to do to support that? Um, despite your shortcomings and perceived failures, um, how, how are you going to make that work? And I don't have an answer for that. Um, when I really think about it, I, I, you know, I think you'd be foolish to um, think you had it all figured out and that everything was um, was all in perfect order. So that's really the question I've been reflecting on through this, um, through that, that project. And... Uh, so when it comes to the ending of it in the resolution, it, it can't be something that's like, you know, very black and white as in it can't, I can't say, Oh, if you work hard, everything will be okay. Or, um, or have it end in some kind of tragedy. It has to, there needs to be some kind of balance of the two leaving it in kind of a, you know, to be determined um, type zone. So balancing those things and really trying to come to some uh, conclusion, I guess, it's uh, it's a big ask. And um, so it's, a, yeah, it's a deeply personal project, but it's, it's sorting itself out and um, and that's been really great. 
so so I guess what I the, what I keep telling myself is don't be um, worried or upset if you know you spent the whole day without coming up with necessarily anything and instead trust this the process you've put yourself through you've done this many times before and um, you'll come up with something in the end um, and uh, and it's starting to work out so that's uh, essentially that's that's what's going on um, so I suppose to kind of um, to check in, you know, I'm trying to do this thing on this podcast where I break it into a beginning, a middle, and an end in itself. And um, so this beginning portion, I think the the argument I'm making is that by trusting the work you're doing, regardless of what it is, um, you'll get to where you need to go um, if you stick with it. So I'm going to write that down. And then I'm going to read all the posts from the week. And then I'm going to revisit that statement and see um, if I have anything else to kind of add or disagree with that. So I'm going to say, I'm going to write down, um, I guess, trust in your intuition and um, and perseverance um, will lead to um, a, I don't know, positive result. I think positive result is, um, the word positive annoys me to, uh, it's almost like a satis, not satisfactory, but a, a result to a, it's hard to, uh, I don't know exactly what the word is, but that's okay. I don't want to write, I don't want to spend too much time on that. I think I'll understand what, where my headspace is at when I start the podcast. So that's our act one. Once upon a time, there was me. Um, I'm the, the protagonist of this podcast and uh, I've done 30 episodes and, you know, um, was trying to find some meaning in it, but was unsure exactly what it was and decided effectively it didn't matter. And through this week where I'm at right now, um, I want to say something about, I feel like you may not know where you're going and feel frustrated about um, you know, not having the result, being confused about where you're, where the, where you're going with this kind of work, but, um, try to trust your intuition 
and know that you'll come up with something um, at the end of the day. Whereas before, I think doing um, this podcast, I think of my the, myself before this, and I think that I didn't have that confidence that um, I would be able to stick the landing with things. Um, and all of this, all of this kind of time put into these creative pursuits um, throughout all of these years may lead to nothing, may have been all for, a, a, may have been a complete waste um, because I would end up and I would have nothing to show for it. Um, but through doing it and continuing to go forward, regardless of the, the fruits of the labor, I feel like I no longer require that. That's, that's not the reason to keep going. The reason to keep going is because it's, building my confidence and it and allowing me to um, it's a good system for me to to grow um, and I'm interested in it and it's difficult and um, it's a test it's, it's a good test every week as to I guess where I'm at so um, I want to add to my little statement here. Fruits of labor. I'm just going to note that down too. And I'm going to make a star beside it. Okay. So there we go. Let me read this week's first post. It's called Hypothetical Vacation. My wife told me that it's time to trim my beard. Okay, I will do it tomorrow. Before we go to Costco. I'm trying to quiet my thoughts, but they're moving quickly. It makes it difficult to write meaningfully. I have a toothache. We lost an hour to daylight savings. We ate macaroni and cheese for dinner. I wouldn't mind being outside right now. It is late and snowing. Perhaps a walk through the woods is in order tomorrow. Or perhaps we should fly somewhere where it is warm and sit near water and film a home video about our vacation. I will try to think of this hypothetical vacation tomorrow when we were at cost when we are at Costco when i'm standing near the beef and chicken looking out into the great beyond um that's pretty good actually i think that's um that feels like an honest um post for the most part this whole thing of uh, my wife telling me to trim my beard um is, uh, you know, not a constant point of discussion, but 
before I was married, I could really um, grow my beard as long as I wanted and no one would ever say anything. <laughs> and um, now it's a, it's a point of concern. Um, so I did what she said and I feel like I look pretty good. It's really this line on the bottom. If you can see, which brings me a lot of neuroses, though I think I might've figured it out. It's such a weird thing to, it seems like it's when you're kind of going in there with the shaver and you don't know how to make, how to do it right. And then it looks like, I don't know what's the, what's the deal, but you know, I feel like this is good. Um, and, uh, just got to find some system that works, but, um, you don't want to, uh, em embarrass your, you don't want her to, to, to walk around with you and to, you know, not feel good about it. So I can do it for her. And it's nice when you feel like you look presentable. Um, I don't know. What does it matter? You just want to look normal. <laughs> that's, um, that's the key. How do you just look not alarming? Um, and confident too. That's the thing. I feel like there's been a lot of times in my life where I was like trying to, trying so hard to not care about my appearance that you end up um, caring more than you want to. Um, and it becomes very clear to others that you you are trying to care so little that you it, it becomes louder than not. So you gotta, you gotta find some balance where you use as little of your thoughts as possible every day on your appearance, but you have to maintain enough that um, that it's under control. And, uh, you know, these are, these are some facts, facts of life type, type situations. Um, and I remember actually, as I read this back when I was writing and, and it happens sometimes where you sit and write and you just know your thoughts are just like zooming in circles. And one of the great tools of sitting down to write, one of the great functions of it is that it really like can act as a way of, of catching those thoughts, right? And slowing them down. Sometimes it takes a while, but um, I spend a lot of time, I think trying to quiet my mind and, and just write out all my thoughts and until there's none left. Um, and then if there's none left and you keep going, then you get to access the imagination in, uh, and your, your creative impulses in a kind of interesting way. But 
there's kind of like, you know, outputting all of the nonsense, like just clearing out all of those really fast thoughts. And then between that and like starting to get to the creative ones or like the, the more interesting ones, that's when the, the procrastination really can kick in. That's like the danger zone where it's like immediately the other, this other part of your brain is just like, Hey, let's go have a snack. Hey, let's go look on YouTube. Hey, da 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 all that kind of shit. And then that's so much of that is, um, that's tough, but I guess it's just, you get used to it. No, you don't. It really, I don't think you can get used to that, but, um, I don't know what it is. It's yeah, that's a tough, that's a, that side of things is pretty, that's a big one. Um, but I think the way to combat that for the most part, two things, well, there's a lot, but one of the great ways to deal with it is habit, obviously just, and you'll hear a lot of people talk about this. This is not going to be news, but just habit, just keep doing that, whatever that thing is over and over again, as much as you can makes a difference. Um, cause sometimes it's, sometimes it's easier and sometimes it's not, and it's kind of a roll of the dice. Um, but the habit really puts you in a lot better position. Um, and the other thing is doing, following your intuition as to, um, you know, maybe changing your, like some days I really just want to write by hand. Like that's what I was saying about Thursday was I was just like, I wrote by hand all day and I just had like pages of, you know, for the most part, legible notes that I'll never return to, but that I've at least processed. I don't need to return to because I, I know what my conclusions were. And other days I just want to type and other days I just want to edit video and other days I just want to record video or whatever. So being able to kind of shift between those to know what's fun for you at any given moment and having the ability to follow that. Uh, I think makes a makes a big difference and allows you to kind of uh, deal with that procrastination. You got to do what write about something you love or find a way to use the tools that you're excited about at that moment, and uh, and that can help. Um, let's see this toothache thing. I don't know. I had this crazy. To I think I was just whatever. Um, clenching my jaw when I was sleeping a lot and I was just what's irrelevant daylight savings pain in the ass um, and then this vacation stuff I think it's hard for me to admit that I like would like to go somewhere nice um, because the reality is you just kind of can't most of the time so I just try to tough it out but um, you know Miriam said that it was, this was like the darkest winter in 80 years in Toronto or something like that. 
whatever that means. I don't know who's measuring like the light, but I get it. You know, um, it's the end of winter. We're all, we all want to kind of move on, but, uh, that was a great winter, I think. And, uh, when we went to Costco the next day, as this was talking about, Miriam actually brought this, she'd read this poem and, and brought it up about the vacation when we were there. So it was a bit, uh, meta, but I, that was funny of her to do that. Um, she said, I didn't know you want to go on vacation. Um, <laughs> right when we were at that deli, I was like, I don't really, but I do, of course. Um, she loves going on vacation or traveling, I think, more specifically. She's really got that bug. So like it or not, I got to be, I'll be taking trips in the future because I think that's kind of non-negotiable on her end. Um, and then we got to travel with a kid, which seems like, uh, so stressful in some ways, but probably really fun and really, really meaningful, um, once things go well, but, oh, I, uh, that's, that will be in the future. All right, let's look at the next day. This is called, I Will Not Bite His Toe. In the middle of the night, my cat bit my toe. I woke up and yelled at him. I feel bad for getting so angry at him. But you can't go and bite someone's toe when they're sleeping. Somehow, it makes me love him even more. When he does insane things like that. Even though I've been exhausted all day and fighting off the looming evil cloud, on a day like this, I can see the side of myself that gets chronically upset. Exercise helps. Art doesn't, really. Art is what you do regardless. Exercise is medicine. Art is a symptom. It is as much the problem as it is the solution. It cancels itself out. I don't know if I believe that entirely. It's usually foolish to make such a bold claim. My cat is sleeping now in his tree behind me. I will not bite his toe. Instead, I will wind down and go to bed also. Um, yeah, that daylight savings hour really just fucks things up for... Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot, that hour, you wouldn't think, but one hour when switched, it just like, for, I'm pretty routine oriented and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> caused a lot of stress for me. And I know there's a lot of action people being like, we got to end this and, uh, I'm all for it. I think... There's this idea here about um, being susceptible to um, chronic bad moods. That's something I think um, it's taken up a lot of my time over the years. But I've never been as well off 
as I have been uh, the last few years as of recent. And um, it's hard to know exactly what to attribute that to. But I will say that there was times when I, it seemed like nothing I did was helping and it was all, and everything was random. And there was no actions I could take to, to kind of improve myself. And I just kept ending up back in the same kind of chronic upset. Um, you know, for however long on end, sometimes, you know, days, weeks, months, it was always, always different, a lot of different things that way. But now that I look back at it as, as a whole, I can see that a lot of small changes to my behaviors over time, over the sometimes, you know, years and probably a lifetime, it, you can figure things out. For me, what it meant is I had to really, the things that I really loved doing and that were most meaningful to me, I had to put into the forefront as much as possible at any given time. And what those things are, are writing and writing. <laughs> um, creativity, right? Uh, usually, even if I'm doing one of these cartoons, it's really just based in writing. Even if I'm making one of these these videos for YouTube, it's just an extension of writing. Um, this podcast is, is that as well. This doesn't exist without the writing. And to me, that's just, that's the anchor. Um, but by continuing to follow that, I feel like I've found the... Um, that's, that's helped a lot. Not writing itself though. And that's what this poem is trying to say is that art is, um, it's what you do regardless. It doesn't, it's not the medicine necessarily. That's, that's a lot of the other stuff to support it. So I don't know, as I say, like, I don't know what, the answer is, but just constantly trying, eventually you can figure it out, I think. Or you can't, or you can't. I don't know. I feel on this podcast today, I don't have much clarity on anything. <laughs> I feel very... Um, uh, I feel kind of dumb today. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of trying to catch up to uh, to myself or something like that. But that's okay. Um, it's episode thirty, after all. It's a party. But yeah, I don't know. Um, sometimes I talk about how I don't f like feel like recording necessarily 
or I'm like more adverse to it and I just, you know, I got to do it anyway to make that habit. But today I feel like, um, I was kind of neither here nor there with the recording. I wasn't like super excited and I wasn't particularly adverse to wanting to record. It was just like, okay, let's just do it. And, um, now I'm here and I'm trying to like get into the, the zone with it. Um, but it just kind of like a bit, a bit floundering. Let's see. That's out of focus. Um, but so it goes that, um, being uncomfortable and, um, sticking with it and then putting that out there, like that's, that's become one of the most interesting parts about all this stuff is like, I know I feel like I'm not giving my best performance at the moment. So to keep going and then to release that and then tomorrow to have to kind of reflect on what that felt like and go through that, um, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, but like to, to not abandon that discomfort, I guess, like whatever this discomfort I'm feeling now as I record to not like try to take it and fucking throw it in the trash and pretend like it doesn't exist and pretend that I'm better than it and that it's not a part of this whole process, you know, just to pretend like, oh, I just showed up and I have a great, I'm just, you know, awesome at doing something like this. What's more important, what I'm more interested in is like, okay, here's like this complete moment of discomfort and, and weirdness. And I'm totally like failing in this moment, but to like stand by it and uh, work through it and not pretend like it isn't there. Um, there seems to be growth in, in that. That seems to be like helping overall, like building my confidence because it's almost like you're like um, forcing yourself into like a new low that um, you have to kind of, you know, heal from. And then, uh, and then from there, you learn. It's like, that's, see what I'm trying to say with this advert, like trying to build that adversity, trying to like, um, you know, work through it. Anyway, it's pretty fun little, little topic, but I wonder if that translates. Okay, let's read A Life of Dusting Crumbs. I had a sudden realization that I could use the dust buster on my keyboard and get all the crumbs out. I went for it, and now there are less crumbs. The title of this poem will be A Life of Dust and Crumbs. Usually, I don't pick the title until the end, but today is different.
Earlier, my wife helped me shave my neckline. She went lower down than I usually would. But it seems I look a bit more normal. It is hard to know where to trim the bottom of your beard so that it doesn't look weird. I also have a lot of nose hairs and ear hairs. I'm learning there are different ways of dealing with them. There's something to be said for all of these machines, dust busters and electric shavers and stuff like that. I don't know exactly what there is to be said for them, but surely it seems there's something to be said. I think in the background I can hear her talking. I'm going to up the volume on the mic and see if we can see what she's saying. She must be talking on the phone to someone. Um, but uh, let's move through it. It's funny when, when uh, you know, I record this at home. And when I first started recording this podcast, I was so fucking nervous about the people in the house hearing me talk about all of this insane nonsense. And I didn't even know what that insane nonsense was going to be. I was really just like recording. And so I used to keep the a fan on for the white noise. Um, and then you'd hear it inside of the, in the, every recording. And then um, I'd wait till everyone was out of the house. And then I found like this plugin on the computer that did like a noise reduction thing on the mic, but it made my voice sound kind of robotic. Um, And then one day I was like, fuck it. I just have to like take in all of this kind of extra shit and, uh, and deal with it and not, and not be a chicken shit about having people hear me record. You want, things to be quiet when you're recording you want that peace and quiet to like have that kind of space but i mean sometimes you're just not going to get it and it's either you know overcome that that fear or um or don't record you know and let yourself have that excuse so definitely better at it but um it's hard to like act totally natural i guess when you know that other people can hear you fucking yammering on to yourself like, like, it's a crazy thing to do. Um, but I really, one of the goals has been to get more used to that as possible. And, um, and I'm, you know, I totally have, and that'll keep, that'll keep happening. And maybe once I'll get to the point where I really don't give a shit. Um, sometimes, um, you know, having my wife on the phone, I would get really, um, I think I'd get really upset and I can feel the part of me. It's just like, why are you on the phone right now? Um, like you're going to ruin the show, all this kind of stuff. But, um, she probably thinks that I can't hear her or something. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it doesn't fucking matter. If I was listening to a podcast and I heard someone talking on the phone in the other room, I mean, I don't know what I think. That's really uncommon. It's like, you know, but I think it really suits my, um, my style. Um, so you got to embrace this kind of shit or else you're just fucked and you're going to be pissed off. So, um, whatever. Um, this life of Dustin Crumb's poem, I think is pretty much, I don't know if I got much out of reading it. Um, I think I had fun writing it and I already kind of talked about this whole, like, you know, neckline fucking neuroses and nonsense. The ear hairs thing is weird. That's like, you know, I was using this one camera last week and, uh, picks up like, you know, you can see like fucking dust particles in the air and shit. It's really, um, very specific camera. And I could see my ear and there's all these like ear hairs picking, sticking out and like, you know, nose hairs and stuff like that. And it's a weird thing when you start, like, when you're like young, you don't, you don't have that. And, uh, it's like, what do you, what do you do? You, you just kind of pluck them out and move on. Um, but like, I don't know. I'm trying to, what I'm, I wonder what, I don't know what the word exactly is, but when you start like feeling ashamed of the way, like you look, it's, um, it's something to reckon with. It's obviously bullshit and, but you can't just say you don't care at all. And it's not an issue. Like there's something really like, I don't know, primal about it, I guess, um, whether it has to do with like respect or like, um, I don't know wor- worrying about what people think in, um, uh, in appear in the, in the, in appearance of how you look, worrying about what people think when it comes to, um, your personality, um, and I suppose worrying about people think in your actions, maybe those are like three different, um, three different ways of kind of breaking that down. Worrying about, um, what people think, cause you want to say, I don't give a fuck about what anyone thinks. I'm myself and blah, 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 blah. But when we, we know what that feels like to worry about what other people think. And so I'm going to write that down. So appearance, so your outwards kind of self. And then it's like your, your inherent personality, I guess. I'll write personality and then choices. Maybe there's more to it, but that's all I can kind of think of right now. So I suppose um, worrying about what people think in your appearance, that's one one thing to deal with and to kind of figure out something that, that works for you that you don't worry about what other people think, but that doesn't require too much maintenance that you spend, that you then worry what people think your personality so i guess becoming accepting you know who you are i suppose like to me i'm like see myself as like 
kind of dumb. Um, and like my intelligence is like, you know, not the best in a lot of ways. Um, in a lot of really practical ways, I find myself in kind of a deficit that way, but I know that I think there's certain sides of my personality that I do really well in too. So, but I've come to terms with that. It's taken, taken a lot of time, but there's maintenance to that too, of checking me like, Hey, look, like, you know, it's okay that, um, you know, your, your business mind is like usually pretty offline, uh, and that, you know, but your creative energy is always, you know, very high or whatever it is. And just sometimes that can be really, that can get really dark. And other times, um, you can do certain things that calm me down about it and find out how to support yourself regardless of your shortcomings. But that's like your, your inherent personality. And then there's the choices. Um, and that's like stuff like this, where it's like making the choice to put out a podcast of yourself rambling on for, um, you know, an hour um, every week, like a crazy person, you know, um, people might think that's weird or something, but again, it is what it is. Um, all of this, I think, you know, when you see like a giant ear hair sprout out of yourself, um, don't freak out. Just pluck the damn thing and move on with your life. Um, okay. Let's see the dog with his tail tied in a knot. I was walking back from the subway and I saw this dog with his tail tied in a knot. A woman was trying to help him, but she couldn't fix it. Some other guy was also trying to help. He tugged at the knot with all his might, but he couldn't get it loose. And he said that the worst had come. The man said there was no choice left. He was going to cut the dog's tail off. The man could not stand the knot. It was driving him off the wall. He was losing his mind over the dog's knotted tail. He went to get the shears from his garage, and then the man realized that the dog's tail was not in a knot. He realized that the woman was not there, and he realized that I was not there either. He realized that he was staring at a normal dog. And then the man screamed until his head exploded. And that is when I saw the dog with the knotted tail running up the street when I was walking back from the subway. This feels very much like the poems I was writing uh, in the early days that I really, um, they brought me a lot of kind of calmness um, and, and happiness and um, catharsis from, I don't know, just a lot of, like pent up whatever that I, I think there was a switch, a gradual switch from writing less of these kind of cartoon sketches. This feels very much like, um, something that it was, I guess I knew that I was like going back to, to these and I, I haven't been writing them as much anymore. Um, 
And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, there's not really much, I don't really have much to reflect on when it comes to, to a poem like this. It's just kind of dumb. Um, but still, I'm happy to write it. And you got to kind of write something absurd like this enough that that you just you build up that energy where I guess the world can feel so plain that to um, create something a situation where um, to create an absurd situation it just kind of brings some relief to how mundane things can can get and one of those things I suppose is the walk back and forth from the subway to your house um, that you do however many times a week. Not that I'm doing that and I'm super bored, but there's this side of me that is. And I think I had this when I was walking back from the subway. I just saw this dog and it looked like its tail was in a knot. And I was like wondering, I'm like, am I like basically hallucinating because of like the, you know, how much of an autopilot I'm on during this walk? Or did that dog's tail actually look like it was in a knot? But uh, not much to really dig into there. I may be unspooled yarn. I often feel close to failure. Perhaps my days spent at my desk are nothing but an attempt at defense against that rather than an aim to succeed, avoiding failure rather than aiming to succeed. I find it hard to imagine that being successful is at the core, that feeling successful is at the core of anyone's being. This may be a gross miscalculation on my end, or it may not be. I may not be practicing well. I may be unspooled yarn. I know that there is a calmness at the bottom of it, but it takes a lot of practice to burn off the panic and the dread. And I'm busy doing my work, playing chicken, moving towards failure, standing near near failure, unspooling the yarn. I think I wrote that on the day where I'd, I spent the whole day journaling. Um, so journaling about the idiot tree and trying to f- figure things out. And... Uh, I often feel close to failure. Perhaps my days spent at my desk are nothing but an attempt at defense against that. Yeah, it's... uh, I suppose... um, Most... I spend time every day probably thinking I'm a failure and that's, you know, measurable success is perhaps out of reach. Um or and you know just that side of things success and failure in in your pursuits and uh, it's relatively under control but sometimes you know you got to talk about it and uh you know i post these videos on on youtube and get like 10 views maybe 50 um 100 i think the most i got was like 115 or something And so it can really, it can weigh on you. You know, you're like, damn, like I'm making these things and putting this work in. And um, if I'm, I better be doing it for myself or else like, you know, uh, I'm fucked. 
and I think all I can really do is like keep going keep like accepting that how that feels accept how that feels and then do it again and then when it happens again accept how now it kind of it accumulates even more now you failed twice failed it can when you see those those low numbers sometimes you can look at them and be like well it's it is what it is but uh in relation to some of the to the ceiling which is like outrageous like in the millions and whatever hundreds of thousands tens of thousands even 1000 though even those numbers can be low in relation and and um you just got to like feel that that how feel how it is don't try to pretend like it isn't anything but um the fact that um it's that's just the reality and now go back and do it again and do it for yourself and keep doing that i don't know what other choice there is i could try to like reorganize i could try to make work for an audience specifically but then i lose but i don't i just don't know how to do that i don't think um it's not uh i don't know i don't know i'll i gotta just keep doing things as i have been until naturally i I change or something. I don't know if I'm if I'm being dumb by I guess ignoring um the outside world and just making work for me. But when I've tr- I've spent a lot of effort trying to make work for others, I really have. And it just doesn't it doesn't guarantee that they'll like it. And generally, they don't seem to like it any more or less than what I'm already doing. But the, And then I'm not happy. Because I didn't do what I wanted to do. I did what I thought people wanted me to do. And then I get really fucking depressed. And that's... You can't... That's not good. So... Gotta do it for yourself. Um, that's... That's what I think. That's what I would want anyone else to do. If I was really interested in looking at their work, you know? If I thought of like the real, like some of the paintings I've seen that I thought were just so great or um, even the this, the YouTube videos out there, the books I've read that are really, really great. You know, they're they're doing think they're doing it for themselves really in the way that they want things to be done what confuses me in a way is that the hbo shows <laughs> because um they're so they're, i don't know though and i don't know enough about like how that process actually looks and you're making work with so many other people i don't know like if there's how the authorship really kind of turns out. You're also making, I don't know. I just, sometimes you think that they're, they really have the audience in mind, but 
I think if I'm honest, I think of like, you know, I finished watching The Last of Us this weekend. I'm like, they didn't make that. They made that. That satisfied the writers. Like that was what, what they thought was the coolest thing. The most unexpected thing um, that could happen. I think I feel pretty confident about that. I don't think they're sitting around thinking about. I think they're pleasing them. I think they can do both. I don't fucking know. I'm obviously confused. Um, let's read the last post here. I am drinking Diet Coke. The wind is creaking the house. And I'm sitting near the Shabbat candles. The dishwasher is going. My cat is resting. I'm glad I'm not dead. I have a lot to look forward to. I did not always feel that way. I needed to learn how. I am drinking Diet Coke. And my sock is on the rug. Um, interesting. I think that if I'm not wrong, I mean, I think what's going on is like, I'm, I'm like, a, I've been talking a lot about um, some kind of like feeling of upset a lot this week that I think I might be like avoiding. But also, I think I might be kind of prodding at it with this idiot tree project um, as well. Um, yeah, I don't really know, but, um, that's really today's episode. The, let me just loop back a bit. It says, I'm glad I'm not dead. I have a lot to look forward to. I did not always feel that way. I needed to learn how. And then I went, I just want to look at that other one about, um, I'll find it. Right. It says, okay, somehow it makes me love me more when he does things like that. I've been exhausted all day and fighting off the looming evil cloud on a day like, and fighting off the looming evil cloud. On a day like this, I can see the side of myself that gets chronically upset. Exercise helps. Art doesn't really. Art is what you do regardless. Exercise is medicine. Art is a symptom. It is as much the problem as it is the solution. It cancels itself out. I don't know if I believe that entirely. It's usually foolish to make such a bold claim. My cat is sleeping now in his tree behind me. And then let's just look one more time at that one I just read. My cat is resting. I'm glad I'm not dead. I have a lot to look forward to. I did not always feel that way. I needed to learn how. Um, so. That was post number 799. Uh, the post I do today will be number 800. So next week, I suppose it's episode. That was episode 30. Post 799. Um, and that's where I'm at with it all. So that was our, what we consider to be our act two. 
where we try to, I guess, still trying to figure out what the structure, how to structure these, these unscripted, um, unedited podcasts, trying to build some structure out of them. But what I was thinking about when I first started this podcast was about trusting my intuition and with, and perseverance will lead to some, you know, reward or, um, you'll be able to realize the fruits of your labor. That's, that's basically what this says. Um, and it kind of ended like realizing like there's been kind of a theme of like some underlying depression. Uh, I, I, I used, I said it, um, in the week. And, uh, so I suppose it's really just like a more or less this, this episode, I could kind of show like, just keep your head down and work. And sometimes, you know, if there is such a thing of, of workaholism, if, and if I am guilty for, um, you know, indulging in, in that vice, I think, um, it's clear that doing the writing is kind of a way of supporting me through whatever's going on. Um, and, uh, and that's where I'm at. So thank you, um, for listening to this episode and, um, we'll see you again next week.